Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 12th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we finally are going to get to this interview I've been teasing for a few days. At the (laughs) end of this episode, the Broadway theater news gods have given us some news, but not enough for us to feel like we had to stop all of the proverbial presses. So at the end of this episode, you are going to hear part of my conversation with Glory Crampton, who is not only... A, a star of the musical theater stage, um, known for a lot of her work with Maury Yeston, uh, especially as the original Christine in his version of Phantom. But she has also recently directed, starred in, uh, produced, edited an award-winning 15-minute film tribute to Maury Yeston's Nine, which is tremendous. Also starred her Phantom co-star, um, Robert Cuccioli, um, as well as members of a a production of Nine that they did together about a decade ago. Uh, So we will talk all about that, talk about making a film tribute in the middle of COVID that doesn't look like it's necessarily in COVID, but is very much isolated. Mm. It was a great conversation, so check that out. We will have not only part of that interview here in this episode, but the full episode over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can get the full interview there as well as you will hear this Sunday's This Week on Broadway with the one and only birthday girl as we're recording here on Thursday. I was just going to say, it's Thursday still, even though this is Friday's episode, and it is Miss Grace Aki's birthday. It is. So she is celebrating her birthday, but on Sunday we will be releasing uh, This Week on Broadway where she and I speak with, as I said yesterday, the first couple of Broadway, Orfe and Andy Carl. Um, so you'll ch- want to check that out in the feed. And of course, we'll probably have some bonus stuff uh, in the Patreon feed that you won't hear in the regular feed. So head over there. All right, Ashley, let's run through the little bits of news that we do have today, starting off with the complete casting uh, um, announcement for the Broadway return of Come From Away. Um, Not a ton of surprises. A lot of these folks were with Mm -hmm. the show when uh, it shut down a year and a half ago at this point. But some of the most familiar names include um, Cesar Samoa, Q Smith, Pearl Sun is going to be doing it just for about a month and a half until Petrina Bromley comes back. Um, We also have Olivier nominee Rachel Tucker, who either was right getting ready to start when when, yeah when the pandemic happened or had just started um she she was supposed i think she started at the beginning of march because she was scheduled to start from march 3rd i think i looked up yesterday um and then if she actually did start obviously would have been for like a week a week yeah um also in the company are sharon wheatley paul witty um and a bunch of other folks and returning to the company are Emily Walton and Jim Walton. Yeah. The, um, uncle and niece combo that has uh, done the show together before all the way back in 2019 I think they started mm-hmm. so that is um, very fun of course the show begins performances again at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater on September 21st and 11 days before that you can see the film capture of Come From Away on Apple TV Plus yeah. gotta tell you Apple TV Plus is starting to really kill it with their content they really between- are and not just because they have Ted Lasso Ted Lasso but even Schmigadoon which I didn't and love Schmigadoon. but I liked but you've got 
got that, and you've got this coming in there. There's some they really have a good lot others coming up. Yeah, it's it's a ton. So real quick, Ashley, before we ran, run through the the rest of the news, I just kind of wanted mm. to go through the shows that we know are coming back, but have not yet announced the casting mm. for. So I'm going to run through all the shows and let you know which ones we know the casting for and which ones we don't. We know Moulin Rouge is full casting. We do not yet know Chicago's casting, but. Mm-hmm. My God, the rumors for that one some are rumors. absolutely bonkers. I mentioned one of them the other day with, uh, with was it you or Grace uh, that I can't see me. happening, um, but whatever. Trouble in mind, we know Lashans is going to be in it, but I think that's all we know at this point. Um, Passover is obviously running. Girl from the North Country, um, we know that cast is coming back. Um, Company, we know the complete cast except for who is going to re- be replacing uh, Kyle as Theo or maybe yeah. not Theo. Maybe we can hope for somebody other than Theo. Someone who's not returning to come from away or left come from away a while ago. Could be. Maybe. Who knows? Um, Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, obviously, we know that. We know Jagged Little Pill. We know Six. We know Chicken and Biscuits. We know Waitress. Um, the Book of Mormon, we do not yet know. We now mm. know Come From Away. We don't officially have word for Wicked, but it's essentially the cast that left from what I heard. Yeah. We do not yet know Clyde's um, from Second Stage. Ain't Too Proud, we know. Thoughts of a Colored Man, I don't believe we know uh diana we know tina we know uh dana h and this is a room i'm assuming will be the off-broadway companies um harry harry potter we don't yet know phantom we do not know we uh know uh lion king i believe we know everybody from dear evan hansen we know everybody from the lehman trilogy we know mj we know aladdin we know hamilton lackawanna blues is one person um we've we've got him Mm -hmm. to kill a mockingbird we've got mrs doubtfire we've got um, Carolina Change, I believe we have everybody, and uh, Flying Over Sunset, Hades Town, and Music Man are done. So it's a yeah. very small handful of shows that we do not yet have have casting for. And believe it or not, the one I'm most interested in is Chicago because oh, I me too. From what we've talked about, I'm very curious to see which rumors and if all the rumors end up coming or true. Any, any or of any, the rumors any are any true because some of them are nuts. I shared one where bonkers, the other day that yeah. seems impossible, but part of it seems possible because I keep hearing it. But yeah, yeah, and I anyway. hope that more so. I hope that's the one that's true. Yeah. I also appreciate of you reading through that list of everything because I've got my theater spreadsheet open and I know we have very. Very similar house pages, uh, yes. so I can tell. <laughs> I can tell what sheet you read through on that one. Yes, absolutely. All right, real quick, let's talk about something happening off Broadway because yesterday the Public Theater announced this 2021-2022 season. Some of these shows have been previously announced for the pandemic shortened season, starting with the season opener on October seventh, the world premiere musical by Kitten Yorkie called "The Visitor." It features a book by Kwame Kwai Arma as well as Brian Yorkie, directed by Daniel Sullivan and choreographed by Lauren Lataro. It uh, features a number of, of well-known stars, as had been previously announced. David Hyde Pierce and Ariel Stachel will lead the show. Oh also, Alicia Deslero, who is fantastic, is in the company as well. Yeah. The rest of the cast will be announced at a later date. I'm going to run through some of these shows, not 
all of them um, because it's the public and they've got like a gazillion theaters. So sure. feel free to to check that out. Um, but also um, coming up, we will have um, plays for the plague year by Suzanne Laurie Park. Um, also, of course, the Under the Radar Festival, which is always one of the the great things um, happening uh, every season at at the public. There's going to be a set of world premiere plays called Out of Time, which will feature a number of of playwrights' work commissioned and produced by NAATCO, the National uh, Asian American Theater Company. Jacqueline Backhouse, Sam Chains, Mia Chung, and others will be a part of that. We also have Lloyd Sue's uh, The Chinese Lady premiering in September 22nd. And then a show that's gone through a couple of different name iterations. It's a world premiere musical with book, music, and lyrics, I believe, featuring Shana Taub. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is now called Suffs. At one point, it was called um, Suffrage or Suffragette. Um, We talked about them doing some work out of town on this with a a star-studded group. I saw saw the press release, and that did not click to me that that was the name changed i was like yeah, don't yeah, we yeah. have another show with this exact same puffs. creative team okay oh, yeah. no, <laughs> no this is not puffs, puffs and suffs, yeah yeah very different but this is uh like i said the show was written by shana Tob, directed by lee silverman and choreographed by raja feather kelly um then we have um uh the vagrant trilogy by mona mansoor coming in um april of 2022 um, and then a number of other things on the schedule. So check out the show notes for that full list of shows at the public. Always good. I know you're not a Kit and Yorkie person. Um, I'm very but much I'm not. Really looking forward to the visitor. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll see it. Like, I don't <laughs> You're first hate in it. line. You're first in line for yeah, those like, tickets, I know. Like, I, like, I don't hate them. It's just like, other than a few songs in Next to Normal, which are spectacular, everything mm-hmm. else sounds the exact same to me, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for me, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, not every show has to be for everybody. Incorrect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's ramp up the news with a, a pretty cool announcement that came out of the Telsey office, the new name for mm-hmm. uh, Telsey & Co. Um, they've announced that they are teaming with Lin-Manuel Miranda and his family's organization to create a new partnership called the Telsey Office Miranda Casting Fellowship, which will also offer... I know, it's a mouthful. (laughs) It'll offer individuals a two-year full-time paid position that includes learning how to cast musicals, plays, television, film, and commercials. And the goal is to create more opportunities in the casting industry for artists who are black, indigenous, or people of color, and to create more diversity within the field. In the statement, Lynn said, quote, for so long, systemic inequalities and a lack of paid training opportunities have kept historically underrepresented represented communities, especially black, indigenous and people of color from entering the casting industry. This fellowship and partnership with Telsey adds a new dimension to our fellows programs now in its fifth year. Um, and obviously, like I, the Miranda family has been doing a ton of different things across yeah. um, the theater world for a while. And look, I know a ton of people find Lin-Manuel Miranda annoying and omnipresent and a bit ubiquitous and oversaturated. (laughs) And that's fine. But I just have a hard time arguing against him when he continually puts his money where his mouth is, whether it's in Puerto Rico, the drama bookshop, all of these types of fellowships. You can dislike him because he may be a little arrogant, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. If you're like the best in the world at what you do, fine. I think it's absolutely nonsense. I'll let you finish your statement first, but yeah. yeah. But that, yeah, it's it's nonsense and that's fine. But like, you can't argue with the fact that he's not just resting on his laurels and resting on his money. He is actually trying to do good things in the world. 
That's definitely the case. I think oversaturation is just ridiculous in general because I think anyone who exists on social media is oversaturated. That's just kind of the consequence of being on social media when you're famous. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, exactly what you said. I think he's constantly be a, you know, saving bars in Washington Heights from you know, working <laughs> in Puerto Rico, literally everything in the theater industry. I think there's only so much that you can argue as far as him not doing enough. I think the whole thing of him being arrogant is ridiculous because uh see every white man <laughs> that exists ever, yeah. but especially in the industry. So yeah, I'm I'm obviously very pro Lin Manuel. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite basketball player in the world is, is LeBron James, who is not he, shy right, about right. his talents, but he's also like and Lynn, nor should he be. Right. The best. So uh so yeah. So very excited about this and congratulations to Telsey uh and and Lynn and his family for this. Definitely. All right, Ashley, real quick before we head into my interview with Glory, just wanted to remind everybody about all the fun stuff we have coming up on Patreon. Uh, today, thir uh, Friday the 13th, is the season slash series finale of Schmigadoon. Uh, yeah. After Grace recovers from her birthday extravaganzas, plural, I'm sure she will have multiple over the weekend. We are going to get together for another roundtable review session of, of the last three episodes of that season. We also have the previously mentioned Come From Away uh film that we're going to talk about we've got all of the other movies and stuff that are happening across the course of this year we got the tick tick boom date um yesterday so that'll be later in the year around november um dear evan hansen um we've also got the cinderella thing coming out on amazon west side story of course so tons of those types of things but once we actually get back to seeing theater and things that we all see together we will be doing some of those things as well and of course mm -hmm. with all of the interviews where you can get the full content lots of fun stuff happening over at patreon.com slash broadway radio all right, real quick, Ashley, let's get into my conversation with Glory Crampton. It was a great conversation. It's really a fantastic film. It's called Project Nine. And of course, we will have a link to it in the show notes if you want to check that out. She also has a, a TED talk, the TEDx talk that she did about kind of dealing with the stresses of pandemic life, which we will have a link to as well. But the putting together of this really beautiful film um, is fascinating and, and really cool. Um, and I've seen one production of nine it was a college production so there's some things mm. i didn't realize that given her long history with maury Estin and the show um she kind of clued me in on that um you know we're kind of part of the dna of the show that i didn't realize so um very very fun uh, conversation uh with her and um i hope you all enjoyed and of course you can get the full interview over at patreon.com slash broadway radio all right glory this has been an absolutely kind of crazy ride with with Project Nine. It was released back in the spring. Has already this point picked up yep. a number of of awards. Um, can you start with like how this concept for what is really kind of a unique? We've seen a lot of quarantine musicals, but this is a quarantine musical that was actually out in the world um, and kind of had some different settings. It wasn't like Zoom backgrounds. Where did this whole idea for Project 9 come from? You know, it came out of all of us sitting around during COVID 
not not knowing what was going to happen next and not knowing when we were going to work again. And a lot of friends are on the phone with each other, just trying to get, get each other through <laughs> this couch sitting time in our lives. And so, you know, everybody started doing little concerts and this and that on Zoom. So I, I called um, my Broadway friends and I called uh, a music director, Jer- Jeremy Franklin Goodman, and I said, hey, you know, I really have this I- this great idea to do Nine because I love that show. I've worked with Maury Yeston my entire mm-hmm. career. Yeah, oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Don't worry. So, so <laughs> I think it was normal for me to just choose a show that I had worked on many times and, and I could just call Maury and say, hey, would you mind you know, called him and said, Hey, I have this idea. I'd like to do this video. And I'm thinking I want it to be kind of cinematic and film it. And he said, sure, go ahead. So it just kind of came out of what can we do to keep Broadway folks going positive um, and, you know, celebrating, you know, singing and and not letting ourselves get, you know, down and out during this shutdown. Mm -hmm. And so it was released at the end of April. How long did it take to get all of those videos filmed and edited and, and all the music done and all of that stuff? I would say from from the very beginning of when I approached the cast and we talked about doing it and started it to the very to the release was almost just about a year. Oh wow. Um, Yep. It took a lot of, some of the things came together very fast, which, you know, was surprising. The vocals came together fast Mm. because, you know, we had everybody do their own vocals on their iPhones, send them to me. Like I I would make deadlines and say, okay, first we're going to do this. And then I would give them weeks and the cast was amazing. They just, you know, were right on board and, uh, so we put that soundtrack together fairly quickly with all the musicians. Then the filming happened and I was, you know, going from Florida to New York, New Jersey, all, all the girls and actors, different homes. So that happened, you know, within a month or two. And then I edited myself for about two oh, wow. full months. And then I sat with another editor for five months because it was really, you know, I was very meticulous about what I wanted. And it took us quite a long time because we're all singly filmed. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're doing a kind of a, a filmed movie version of a musical about a movie maker, you want it to feel that cinematic quality uh, that you mentioned uh, at the beginning as well. Yeah, exactly. I really, that's exactly what I saw in the beginning because I saw the themes that were similar to what we were going through, you know, Guido's song and Times Square being empty. And then I also knew it was going to have these elements of self-taping in it because we were in Mm -hmm. quarantine. And that was part of, you know, that was intentional to have that element as well. So we, you know, I tried to combine both, both of those to kind of let, you know, help people relate to, you know, the lyrics of nine, but, you know, also, wow, I feel the same way. I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of, you know, those themes that we were all feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of in this show, even during normal times, there's a lot of 
questioning who you are and what you make in the world and who you care about and, and how you relate to them. And you overlay that with a pandemic that had a lot of people uh, in their real lives questioning those exact same things. It really does hit certain chords that as wonderful as nine is, uh, had never even fathomed about being, uh, in that context. So it, it really is special that way. And what's fun about this is, is that not only did you, like you said, called up a bunch of Broadway friends, but in a lot of ways, this was a reunion for a production that you, uh, did of the show uh, a decade ago up in Westchester. Yes, we did it 10 years ago. Well, n- now it's almost 11 years yeah. <laughs> and we had, it was such a special cast. And you know, Matt, when you have all those women backstage, you've got 20-something women yeah. backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the producers were all really nervous because you don't know what's going to happen with that many women. And we all became so close, all of us, in different ages and stages of our careers. It was amazing that we all bonded and we have spent holidays together. Every year we go on vacations together. We celebrate everybody's birthdays together. So it's been a really special, um, you know, 10 years for all of us. So it was natural to kind of revisit this together. And obviously you can't talk about uh, this video or nine without its Guido and um in another way, kind of a decade later, you were again um, reunited with Robert Cuccioli, uh, someone who you have a long, a long history with. Um, and I thought what was so interesting about the way that you decided to film this was, uh, and maybe this is something that was left over from the, the production a decade ago, but, um, it felt so wonderful that he kind of served as like the, the conductor at the beginning of the overture. That felt so, so beautiful to me. Um, as I was just kind of watching the music start, it, it was that an idea that, you brought into this or was that from that production you did in Westchester? Or where was that idea of having Guido conduct that overture and open the film like that? Uh, that's a more Yeston thing. Oh, is it? I okay. think because yes, it was done. Yes, it was done in our production. And I, I did the show at paper mill years ago too, where I got to play the other role, Claudia Nardi. <laughs> and, uh, Maury wrote that overture for those women. Uh, he always says the reason why he wrote La, you know, they sing La mm-hmm. the entire time because they are the instruments and he's almost using them as his instruments throughout the show. They, you know, they, they're reflecting back to him, you know, the good, the bad, all of it. And so Maury said, I, I don't feel like, I needed to write any lyrics and that was his intention to almost have them look like they are the orchestra and that Guido is manipulating them. And I love that. I think it's, I just love the whole celebrate celebration of the women in the beginning of the piece. It's, you know, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Well, as you put this out into the world, as I mentioned at the top, it's been recognized uh, quite a bit uh, over the past, I guess, what, four or five months now, winning a number um, of telly awards. Um, 
was that something that as you were putting this together, I can't imagine that that's something that you were anticipating. Uh, but that seems like such a, I mean, the, the Telly Awards, it, it was a 42nd annual, something that a lot of people are, are very familiar with, especially when it comes to, um, to video projects. That's such an incredible accomplishment during this time when there really wasn't a lot going on. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, I am still so unbelievably thrilled by that. And no, I was not. I didn't do this at all for any other reason than to have a passion project during COVID and never thinking yeah. it would win awards. So yeah, we <laughs> winning that gold telly award was just amazing. And then to win it for editing, which it's my first time editing. So I feel like really proud about that. <laughs> and, uh, and then for remote production and we just won European film festivals uh best soundtrack which wow. uh yeah which i'm yeah again i'm just so proud of you know this whole project and our team and everybody so and it's you know still rolling we still have lots of um kind of people inquiring so it's it's been incredible <laughs> All right, everybody, again, if you want to hear the conclusion of this conversation, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And of course, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. And you can find me and Grace on This Week on Broadway this Sunday, maybe Saturday, uh, depending on uh, if you're on Patreon or not. We might drop it a little bit early. Um, of course, with the great Andy Carl and Orfe. So everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Listen to us on Sunday, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. Monday.